not have been prepared for that but uh, it's so important that we really take this Easter time this resurrection time this Good Friday 
which is so crazy to think of the calling it Good Friday, except that it's the most amazing act in the world happened on this day. The greatest act of love, right? So um, I wanted you guys to see that and maybe ask the Lord, what can you do to help others to know of this great love? Um, so we're having that movie. The kids wanted to have that movie. So we're going to do it this Friday at uh, the special place that was that we have. And I'm um, hoping and praying that a lot of people come and uh, just ask the Lord, you know, how, what can you do to help others to come to know this great love? And I love that. If you ask me what my favorite song is in all the world, that's going to probably be it right there. That's, I know, you know, it says, uh, love so amazing, so divine demands my soul. Love demands my soul, my life, my all. That's why we do it, what everything we do. That's why we do everything we do. You know, forbid it, Lord, that we should boast, save in the death of Christ our God. <laughs> there's just nothing to boast about except for him. That's all there is. And uh, that, that, that allows us to let ego go because all we got is, is uh, you know, that's all, it, as Paul said, you know, that's, uh, that's all I got to boast about. It, 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 Jesus loves me. So um, today we did something more tactile uh, with the kids who came to FCA. And so I'll show you what we did. I, I went out to my, I have a thorn bush outside it's actually supposed to be an orange tree but it doesn't grow oranges and so it grows thorns there you go there's a spiritual lesson right there either you produce fruit or you're going to produce thorns and so i created this i don't know if you can see but that is some bad looking spikes right there imagine them forcing those down on your head i'm working on trying to get this train to go in a like a like a crown, you know, so what a mocking thing to do to say, oh, you're the king, you know, we'll show you, here's your crown right here and cram that down on his head. And, you know, I, I keep reminding him he could have left at any moment. He could have left at any time and he didn't. And that just love so amazing. So, so divine. I want you to see also when they first arrested him, and of course he could have been, I've told you all this before, he could have been up and over that mountain and gone. He could have been. And he told Peter, he's like, I could call my father and he could send thousands of angels. Don't you know? He says, this is the way it's got to be. You know, and he'd already had the prayer, Lord, if there's any other way. And there wasn't any other way. There was no other way to save us. And that's what it had to be. So they took a rod like this and they beat him with it. This, is, this was Caiaphas's um, uh, guard. And so they took him and beat him uh, 40 times with this probably on the head, on the back, on the arms, on the chest, on, Lord knows, everywhere, 40 times with that. And, uh, you know, because they didn't have the, you know, the, the, this Sanhedrin, the uh, religious leaders guard, they didn't have the right to kill Jesus. They just could beat him half to death. And then when they went up before Pilate, he says, scourge him. So um, my husband actually has a bull whip. So we're going to use that. And so this thing is serious right here. If it can hurt a, a bull, I'm thinking 
you know, like in that, that video. So at the end, it has these little tails. You see these tails here, right? And so uh, what they did, as you saw in the movie, they had these sharp things attached. So I'm going to find a way to attach something sharp to this. And uh, with that weapon of evil that the Romans loved to do, they loved, uh, they took pleasure in torture. Doesn't it sound just like the New World Order, right? What we've learned about them, that this is a hideous evil from the pits of hell, that they enjoy this. So um, they would, then we have to attach like some sharp implements so the kids understand that, you know, whoever comes, it's going to be mostly high school students. That's the one you know, they, they wanted to see. And I'm telling everybody, look, if you don't want your kids to see this movie, you've got to get permission to get them to come to see this because it's obviously very, very intense. And then I have this, I'm going to look for something else, but um, I've got some of these spikes and that was basically what they put. And I think right here, because, uh, um, if you put the nail here, it would rip through, but uh, here, so it would hold on. And then on his feet, um, I think that they had his feet straddling the wood and actually went through the back of the, the, the back of your foot, you know, where that Achilles tendon is right through there. So it was, it was actually through that, not through the front, not through the top, but through the side. And uh, so it, it nailed into the wood, just like, you know, you know, nailing it in. So uh, how painful that thought of, of that is. But that's that way the crucifixion victims would not be able to raise themselves up. And they would only, you know, it would press down on their diaphragm. And so they could not get air in. And so it was an agonizing death of asphyxiation. So. We're going to do that. We're going to have a little, what they, you know, kind of like the Stations of the Cross. And so to remind the kids, uh, remind us all, whoever comes, adults, whoever comes. So on the back, you see I've got a cross. And so if you notice here, I've got something on it. I don't know if you can tell, but I took a little piece of black paper and with a black ink pen, wrote down, wrote down, you know, sins that I've committed and I've nailed it to the cross. And so I wanted you to see how this uh how this can what this is from what passage this is from hold on real quick let's see if i can get back to let me see if i can get back to my screen here yeah okay so here is the passage that i wanted to share with you guys today uh because of this uh, great momentous time this uh and it's especially momentous because of um his kingdom coming and actually, we're going to be, you know, in the halal, the, 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 the Passover, the, you have the four cups of wine. I'm thinking by the time you get done with all that wine, you're probably pretty, pretty joyful. Um, the fourth cup of wine is the cup of halal or the cup of praise. And it's the cup of to, to know that he is coming to rule the world in his kingdom. His kingdom is coming and that he will rule this world. Just as if we've always prayed with the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as I always pray, right? How many times have you heard me pray that? So this cup of, uh, of rejoicing, this is just some juice, whatever, but is that, that great praise is the last thing that you toast at the end of the Passover. So especially, so I think right now is especially this greatest time to celebrate the Passover and to celebrate um, what he did because who knows I mean, this everyone's a, is awakening. There's so much awakening going on. 
I would. I can't think if he if they're asking my opinion on when it was the great day for the mass start awakening. I'm thinking uh, Easter Resurrection Day, right? We will see. We will see. Uh, you know, it's just one thing after another, and um, one one day at a time. You know, I was I wasn't even going to mention this, but you know, from the day uh, 1260, you know, is a big big day. 1260 is the same as 42 months. It's the same as three and a half years, which is the same as time, times, and half a time, which is the same as what I believe is the representative of the church age or the a time of ministry and a time of, um, of completing a certain ministry portion, like when our Lord Jesus was here or the, the, the church age or, you know, a, a, a segment of time to do a completed task. And I'm wondering, it would be interesting if, if uh, the, from the day, it, this, I thought this was interesting, from the day of Trump, President Trump's election until the 4th of July of next year is actually 1,260 days. That's kind of cool, huh? I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long. I want it done now. Oh, y'all I, I don't know. I, to do what I do, and I'm sure you feel the same way. If you're really out there and just trying to get the word out about any kind of truth, any kind of truth, you come up against opposition. You come up against it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready for us to be set free from this continual opposition that everything you try to do, you just keep getting, you know, slammed in this way and that way. And it's a, it's a real spiritual battle. But uh, the good news is that um, the Lord is using this to, to hone our skills, to make us strong, to, to make us resilient and uh, to, to, keep us close to him. So it, it's all got a, a great purpose, but I'm ready for the new, I'm ready for the kingdom to come and, and uh, for the, for it to not just be just such a battle to get anything out. You're just fought on every, every which way you try to go. All right. So um, here is this pet section in Colossians. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. You're going to love this. If you, whether you know this passage or not, I'm going to move, try to move me somewhere. Um, so Colossians chapter two, talking about freedom from rules. That doesn't sound right, right? It does. It's like, what do you mean? We've got to have rules. But this is um, the 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 new law that we're under is the royal law of love. The royal law of love that you will do things for love's sake, like our Lord Jesus did on the cross, that no law could ever make you do. You know, and you could always find some excuse and some loophole not to do it. But this, his love so amazing and so divine demands my life, my soul, my all. It's that his love compels us to love. This is what compelled Paul to go and be beaten half to death. And, and because of him that we now have the gospel, you know, through, you know to us, eventually that got to us. Right. So this, this uh, freedom from this regulations, right? How many times has Trump, President Trump done to remove regulations? It just, all they do is bind us. And now, verse six, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, as your master, as your boss, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Wow, isn't that a great work? <clears throat> the, just continually giving thanks, and then uh, that's how you will 
it's a springboard from which you can have uh, peace and, and joy in every relationship. It's just an overflow of thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture, capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. I love that. High-sounding nonsense. Don't let anyone capture you. You are free. Do not be captured. Do not be imprisoned. Do not be enslaved with, oh, it sounds reasonable. It sounds very, very pious and all of that. Don't get captured by this, okay? And it's easy. It's very easy to be religious. I'm not religious at all. I'm not religious. I don't, you know, I, you know, I love to do Passover but because it, I fo it focuses on my, my Lord. I love to do these things, but not because I'm religious. I'm doing it because I love our, our Lord Jesus, right? So there's a big, huge, huge difference. Um, it comes from human thinking and from, and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. The, the enemy would love for me to be religious. He would love that. What he doesn't like is for me to just have this real walk in relationship with Christ and, and tell, help the people that are in my world and wherever I go to truly know Christ personally and walk with him. Oh, he hates that. He hates that so bad. He does not want people to walk with Christ in, in a, in a living vital relationship for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Did you get that? Let's read that one again for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Everything you need. He says, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. You've seen it. Listen to what I've said and watch what I've done. And everything you see right here in me is what's in the father. What you see him doing on the cross is that's the love of the father. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. He is the ruler over this new world order and all these demons. He's the head over all of that. So you are complete. Just being united with him. You don't need to do anything. Just be, just be, just do you. All right. Just be. And uh, you don't have to do a lot of other things. Um, you know, I'm not trying to earn anything by doing any of it. It's, it's all, uh, as Paul said, under compulsion because of uh, the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ compels us to do these things. Um, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure, okay? This is so important. Listen very carefully. This is so important. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. That's the real circumcision. The things of us that is, are so detrimental to our happiness, our pride, our selfishness, our wanting to have it our own way and, and, and uh, uh, rebelling against what he has said, that stuff has just about killed us, right? And it did, literally did kill us, uh, but he's cut that away. He cuts that away. Where, where we have that pride, it's just, it makes a big mess. Like I told you the other day about that. That old text thing. I'm like, we just needed to just cut away all that pride. And that's what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. The, uh, this is the, this is the, the matzah. I was going to show you that. See, can you see it's got, it's got holes all through it. It's got holes all through it. And then stripes of holes because it's striped and it's pierced. It's pierced. And just like our Lord Jesus was. So it's a, uh, it's a symbol of um, his humility that he was willing 
and it's flat. You see, it doesn't have any leaven in it. doesn't have any rising in it. No uh, yeast in it to make it rise up and bow up and ego up and, and, and I'm going to have it my way and you can't talk to me that way. No, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. We could always go, I don't deserve to be treated like that. Neither did Jesus, right? So, as it says here, um, that this uh, that that was cut away, that pride was cut away, and you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with Him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So these two amazing uh, 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 symbols here, these two amazing um, uh, oh, what's the big word for it? I can't think of the name, but anyway, circumcision and baptism. Circumcision in the Old Testament, baptism in the New Testament, they're all talking about cutting away, uh, washing away, getting rid of this, these sinful desires. And the baptism has even a, a really a great one um, symbolism also in that we are, you see the death and then the rising to new life. It's just a beautiful, uh, you know, especially when, when you do the immersion, you really see that, that you're dead and then you rise and to walk in this new life. It says, uh, as, as we just read, you uh, were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So this is, a, you know, his, his life dwells within you. It gives you the life. It gives you the power to do what he's called you to do. So before I go on, I wanted to go into there are seven things that our Lord Jesus said on the cross, and all of them talk about his lack of ego. And the amazing thing is he, I mean, he's the bread of life. He's the, the, he, he came in humility. He didn't have to do any of this. He was fine in heaven. He did not have to do any of this. He could just stay right where he was. But love compelled him to come to, to save us. So here's the first one is when he went up on the cross, and, and I don't know if this exact order, most pretty much it's pretty much the order. But he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're nailing his hands on there and all the, the all the scoffing and the mocking and the just selling and uh, gambling for his clothes and all that. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If we can just do that, if we can do that, we can have peace in our world. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying for you to be a doormat. Uh, but I am saying in, in, in that should be our heart to find a way to make peace, find a way. And so, and so far as it's possible, be at peace with all men. So, you know, you may not be able to make peace with someone. Maybe they are just really dead set on harming you and they, you need to protect yourself from just sitting there and being harmed. Okay. So that's, I'm not saying just sit there and be harmed, but having the heart of reconciliation in you having the heart to pray for them and to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So he also, this always is some a beautiful thing for me to think of that, you know, he's told old Mary, he says, behold your son. He said, woman, behold your son. He didn't call her mother. He said, woman, behold your son. And then John, this is your mother. So he was taking care of his mother, even on the cross. And so that tells you that he'd been taking care of her all this time. And he had like seven brothers and sisters. I'm thinking, well, wait, they should be doing something, but maybe they're not. Maybe they are. I don't know. But the, either way, he's saying, you know, we need you to make sure that she's, she's taken care of when I'm gone. 
And so that was, that was one of the, you know, in the middle of what he's dealing with. Cause how many times do you think I've got a big problem right now? I can't deal with your problem, but that's not the way our Lord Jesus looks at it. He's like, I'm, I'm going to solve the, everybody's problem. He's amazing. He's amazing. So the other thing was, he said to um, the thief on the cross, you know, there are two thieves. The one, you know, one of them continued with his hardness of heart, cursing and saying, Jesus, Get, get us if you're the son of God, get us all down from here. The other one says, We're here because we deserve it. We deserve to be here. And he said, uh, Aren't you even afraid? You're fixing to die. Come on, dude, basically. And so he looked to our Lord Jesus. He says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. That is amazing. He recognized Jesus as the king. He does not look like a king on that cross. But with this man, he had a spiritual awakening right then. I didn't take any long period of time. It happened like that. And he knew Jesus is the king of the world. And he wanted to be part of his kingdom, the kind of kingdom that would say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing when they're cursing him a blue streak, even when he's up on the cross. Unbelievable. And he was sitting there, eyewitness to that. He says, and, and, I, and you know that when he said he put his trust in Christ and he says, would you remember me? He, I'm sure he was lambasted and scoffed and all the rest of it. He didn't care. What do I care? I'm fixing to die. He says, this day, our Lord Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? He said, you will be with me. And this man didn't have to do anything. Remember how I was saying, you don't have to do it. You're complete in, in him. You're complete in your union with Christ. Isn't that beautiful? You don't have to, you don't have to go jump off that cross and get baptized. He didn't have to jump off that cross and follow a bunch of rules. No, he don't have time for that. <laughs> There's no time for that. It's too late. And it's just the forgiveness of Christ, just the union with Christ. I mean, his power, his blood is powerful. Don't need no help from us. So he said that. He also said, um, let's see. He said, um, I thirst. Hmm. So what that's telling us is I, really, this is a, he got on, he was put on the cross around 9am. So early, you know, by the time he'd gone from here to there to Caiaphas to, to Pilate, to Herod, to Pilate, to you know, whatever. And all you know, the people say, crucify, crucify him. They get him on the cross. By the time he's on there, it's nine o'clock from nine until 12. He's up there suffering. And then at noon, this, everything went dark. This is when there was that eclipse in Aries, which is the Lamb of God in the, depicted in the heavens. And there's an eclipse in there. It's amazing. So it's totally dark and people are wondering what's going on. Well, this is when the, all, this, all of our sins were being placed on our Lord Jesus. All of our sins were being placed onto him. So when he is suffering, it's completely dark. And until 3 o'clock, until 3 p.m., it is completely dark. It's, it's the longest eclipse there ever was. And he is experiencing the wrath of God that you and I deserve, the punishment that we deserve. And our father, his father could not be connected to him at that point. He couldn't be connected to him and, and comfort him while at the same time he's punishing him. Okay. So he had to be up there all by himself without his, the connection with his father. And that, that was what broke his heart that right there was what broke his heart so he's up there and that's when he said when he first experienced 
being separated from his father, that's when he said, I thirst. And that's, we understand a little bit of how that feels because we know when we do something wrong and we, we don't feel God's presence, we feel, we feel sick. We feel dark. We feel lifeless. We feel bad inside. So this is what our, our Lord Jesus had never experienced this before. He only had this freedom of just joy of, of, and peace and, and, and being filled with God's spirit and one with him and all that. My I and my father are one. And so this was his first time to experience that darkness, that, that devastation of separation from his father. So that happened at, from that three-hour period. And he says, I thirst. And then he said, uh, I know I'm forgetting one. I know I'm forgetting one. So when he's saying I thirst, he's letting us know that he is not thirsty for water. He is thirsty for uh, this just to be back in right relationship with his, with his father and that, that emptiness and that, uh, that desperation and talk about depression. Right. And he, but he still, if any of you are struggling with depression, realize he knows, he knows because when he was on the cross, he was, he had no comfort at all. See, he knows what that, what that's like. Um, but he stayed, he just stayed and he stayed. He <laughs> just nobody's stronger than our Lord Jesus. And then, um, that's when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? And he knew that this was from the Psalms. This was a, he was reciting a Psalm. So he knew why he knew he's not asking why really he's just, it's just so devastatingly horrible. Um, and I know you've experienced that where you, something happens so bad and you're like, why? And you don't really aren't asking why you just, it's just, it's just difficult what you're experiencing. And, but then at the three o'clock hour, he said, it is finished. It is finished. He had drained all of the dregs of our punishment. And he knew that his father's presence was back. He knew that the job was done. He had completed this task, which is absolutely just, there's no words. There's just no words. Love so amazing. So divine. Just uh, shocking. He's, he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. No one else could do it. And he did it. He did it. Praise him forever and ever and ever and ever. And then he said, father into your hands, I commit my spirit. And so he laid down his life in John chapter 10. It says, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own free will, my own volition of my own will. So he had to lay down his life because he is life. He, you can't kill life he spoke the worlds into being he is in colossians chapter two or earlier in this uh whatever wherever i am <laughs> earlier it was maybe it's chapter one it was talking about you know he for by him all things are created things in heaven and on earth things invisible and invisible their thrones and dominions and powers nothing was created without it was all created through him and for him <laughs> without him nothing was made that was made so he is able you know he's life how can you kill life that's why he had to lay down his life. He had, or he would just, you could beat him and shoot him and it wouldn't, it would, he would just never die. So he had to lay down his life. He laid down his life, but he said into your, into your hand, I commit my spirit, which is so beautiful because his father um, was, um, he knew that his father would protect him and, 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 you know, he would be fine. He, everything would be fine. So, because you have to think of it, he's, he's a human. He came as a human. So he had, he feels all the things that we feel. 
and except for that sin. So anyway, I just wanted you to, I wanted you to remember all those things that he said that just shows how wonderful he is. I'll praise to him. There's no one like him in the world. No one. And uh, we want to be like him and we are, we're, we're being transformed into his image, but he is the perfection. He's yeah, when you've seen him, you've seen the father would, as it says here, um, uh, as it said for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So isn't that wonderful? So rejoice in that, what he's done for us that, and who he is, just who he is. So now let's go back to our freedom. So we've, we've, um, we've been set free. These are just symbols from the circumcision, which is cutting away this sinful nature, a simple, uh, 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 part of us is the full flesh and, and the um, baptism, which is, which is uh, symbolic of our death in Christ and our rising again, that we were with him. We actually were with him in him on the cross, dying and being punished, but he took it for us and that we were in him. And then we rise to walk this new life. So we actually had the same resurrection. That's why we celebrate resurrection day. And, and he rose on a Sunday morning. And that's why we, we uh, have our worship services on Sunday morning. Um, but it does, it doesn't matter here. It's going to talk about that here in just a little bit. It's, it's not that it's not a big deal. What day it's a matter of who we're worshiping and, and being our devotion to him, not about a particular day. Anyway, so let's read on verse 13. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature. I really like the word flesh better, um, which was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. And it, it, this is the thing. If, if there's a situation where you're not being set free from a sin, you've got to really take that to the Lord and say, I need your forgiveness for this. So we'll break the power of it. Okay. We've got to have this power broken so it is i'm not under the control of this sin okay um and he can break the power of sin and that's what we've got to go and truly say i i reject that i hate that i don't want to to have that sin control me he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross and that's why we do this on the cross we're writing this and recognizing that the, our sin debt is canceled it's like if you had a bill at a, at a store and they say, cancel, it's paid. You don't have to pay it. It's done. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. It's already been paid right there, right there on the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. What does this mean? He disarmed them. He disarmed them because they wanted to accuse us. The accuser of the brethren, they're oh, uh, he's like, that's paid. What else you got? Oh, but they did that. Well, that's paid. Well, but, 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 but it's paid. It's paid right here. What else you got? You got nothing. You got nothing, spiritual authorities. You don't, you don't, rulers and authorities, you got nothing because I have canceled their debt. They don't know it anymore. I paid it. I paid the debt. So what's your problem? Got it? Isn't that great? He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. They're like, I beat you. Y'all thought y'all were going to win. Y'all thought that. And that was wrong. <laughs> gotcha. Psych. Psych. That's the ultimate psych, isn't it? So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbath. No, it's not about that. Those are just rules. They're only shadows of the reality that is to come. It, and Christ himself is that reality. It's about, it's about being connected to him. 
not about what you eat and what you drink and what you, what, what day you worship and all that. So don't worry about that. Don't let someone get you all tangled up in high sounding nonsense, high sounding nonsense. Okay. You talk whatever it is to the Lord and you say, Lord, what would you have me to do? And he will guide you. He will guide you. Of course we read his word, but we're not going to be uh, uh, imprisoned to these rules and regulations. We're not. If you remember the time when our Lord Jesus had these men, they were going through on a Sabbath day and they were eating the, 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 the little pieces of wheat, you know, like little kernels and they were, they were gobbling them up and the, the, the religious, the people, you're doing that on the Sabbath. Blah, blah, blah. He says, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. This is a day for you to rejoice and rest and, 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 and take time to worship and be with your family. It's not a, 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 a another burden. Don't we have enough burdens? Thank you very much. So don't let anyone condemn you on that. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or worship of angels. And that, that even involves, you know, if, if someone's doing that with Lent or whatever, the whole thing about Lent is we need to just deny ourselves as far as our sin, right? Not about not eating candy is my personal opinion. So it's not about being religious. It's just, it's just listen to what it says here. This is amazing. This is such a great passage because this is the truth. We know that this doesn't help us any, in any way to deal with sin. Just to be religious does not help us to deal with true sin. The only thing that helps us to deal with sin is that connection with Christ and, and, and having him live in us and having him help us to be egoless, okay, and being willing to be pierced and striped, okay? Does that make sense? So. Um, these sinful minds have, their sinful minds have made them proud and they have not, they're not connected to Christ, the head of the body. They think they're doing the right thing by being religious and trying to force that down your throat, but they aren't connected to him. So they don't know. Okay. There's a lot of people who are religious, a lot of people who are in church sit and, and claim that they're Christians and they don't know Christ personally and they don't know what it is to live in freedom in him. So they're trying to force stuff on you and don't just don't let them. Don't let it happen. For he holds the whole body, our Lord Jesus holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. I'm telling you, they will pull you apart. <laughs> and they'll make you feel like you're just like, I can't, I can't please you people. I can't. I, y'all are making me crazy. And he's like, just follow me. Just follow me. Don't worry about what anyone else says, and you'll be fine. He says, I'm gonna hold you together. Because people will drive you crazy. <laughs> In other words, that's my <laughs> One day I need to write a, uh, you know, in my own words, what, uh, you know, some of these passages say, you know, just in my own little Texas draw, whatever. Anyway, he holds you together and he will grow, he will grow you and nourish you just by being connected to him. He, we, um, uh, he's the vine and we're the branches, it, you know. If you stay connected to him, you're going to grow and grow and grow in, in this walk and in this peace and in this love and this joy and, and humility and all this, and you'll be nourished. So do not worry. Just be connected to him and just remember that he's, you know, it, when you mess up, he's not there to condemn you. He's not. Other people are, but he's not. You have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. Oh, yay. All these dark forces. Yep, that we've learned about. Thank you, Lord, that we're not attacked. I would rather be the ones that were mistreated than the ones who are doing the evil. Like those guys in that video, the evil guys. 
hurting Jesus. So why do you keep on following the rules of this world? Why are you keeping tangled enough for yourself? Don't touch this. Don't handle that. Don't uh, taste that. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they, are, they require strong devotion and pious self-denial and severe bodily discipline. Yeah, they look like this person's serious. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Y'all know that. The only thing that, that gives us help in conquering our evil desires is, is walking in a vital personal relationship with Christ. That's true. And that's what will help us to be like him. And uh, like what he said on the cross, you know, and we may have to, we may have to let, we will have to let go of our pride and sometimes say things that just because we're for the love of Christ for peace sake. Uh, right. And that's, we'll do it that way. We'll, we'll do it his way and we'll be able to be at peace. Right. All right. I wanted to share that with y'all to right now, because this, we're getting ready for this uh, great Friday, <laughs> this good Friday. And uh, we're also getting ready for our wonderful resurrection day. Oh, I would love it if this was the day <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We'll see. We're getting we're, more and more is coming out. Um, I did also find something about, I'm going to link it below and I've been doing so much research and I'm literally y'all seriously, I will work until my eyes literally just won't stay open, but about the lost tribes of Israel. And there's some compelling information as well as about this, this rock, which is the, I really think that there, this is the truth. This is the, the pillar that Jacob had that he, used as a pillow right he put his pillow on top of this rock and then he um he uh saw angel you know, the dream of angels ascending and descending and they had that rock and i really need to, to show you that other passage um where is that i think it's first corinthians 10 i'm gonna take you that real real quick um ah And it's so really great. I, you know, we're going to have to research this all together and, and come up with, you know, what this is all about. So let's see. It's okay. Here we go. I don't want you to, uh, to forget dear brothers and sisters about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. This is talking about, yes, we've been, it's our ancestors. Some of us through adoption and maybe some of us through physical progeny. It may be that some of us are the physical descendants of Israel. Wow. The, the ten, what we might be some of the 10 tribes, the t lost 10 tribes of Israel. It's really amazing research to research. Um, either way, we're in the family. Either way, either way. Um, all about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. Uh, you know, this is the, 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 the Israelites were the ones in the wilderness, right? All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them. Remember that? The cloud in the, in the daytime and the fiery pillar at night so they knew exactly where they should go. And all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. Amazing. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as they followed Moses. They, they went through and they, were, they went through this difficult thing and they were baptized through that, right? So sometimes when we go through a difficult thing, it's like we're being baptized through this difficult, this difficult thing. And it's, it's cleaning off the, the muck, right? All of them ate the same spiritual food, the manna that fell from heaven. Okay. They ate, that's all they had to eat. That's what's in the desert. There wasn't anything else unless you want to eat a scorpion. Um, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. This stone 
I believe is the one that I'm going to do more research on it and, and, and come up with a whole video on it. But the, the, out of this stone came this, the water poured forth from this stone that they would carry about this size. Okay. It's a, and they carry this thing. It's, it's, it's heavy. It's a piece of limestone. This is what he found up on that, that mountain, Mount Moriah. And the water, I always looked at it like, Oh, it was like a spring. No, it was, it came out of this rock that they carried around like a, like a carrying around a pillow. The water came out of that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a miracle right there is what that is. They drank from this spiritual rock that traveled with them. And that rock was Christ. And that when you've been reading all these, I'm like, Oh wow. I never really put it all together like that. It's amazing. And that uh, at one point when Moses was going to hit the rock or speak to at one of the points when he was when the water came forth, Jesus was actually standing. The Lord was standing on this rock. Yet God was not pleased with most of them and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness because they complained, right? They just would not, they couldn't be settled and happy and rejoice in the Lord. So yeah, this is really something else. I'm, I'm researching it. And I'll put a link below. Uh, this guy's page is Jack and he's got some, quite a lot of great information and the it talks about the divine uh, uh, um, that the kings have this special they, they are coronated on this rock and uh, interestingly enough I just found out today that the rock was taken back to Scotland here back in 2006 something like that a lot just just here recently where it appears that it was rightfully it should be I'm telling you guys I'm, I'm hot on the trail of something really cool so yeah <laughs> let's uh just stay tuned for that but i'm going to give you a couple links so you get, if you guys want to research and listen to some of this yourself because sometimes you know i love finding out about politics and what's going on and and uh, all the things that are happening but sometimes i just need I need a break from some of that sometimes. Um, and right now there's not a lot. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of information that's coming out um, from Q. Obviously he hasn't been posted. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that and uh, are ready for a wonderful resurrection day. Remember always that um, as it says in Romans chapter six, that, uh, that, that his life in you gives life to your mortal bodies. That is what gives you life. And if you feel like you're like, I can't do this. Think about what he did on the cross and his, his power is in you. His power is in you to do, to do whatever he's called you to do, as well as to raise you from the dead. Not only when you die. Yes. Well, we, you know, as, as our Lord Jesus said it, father into your hands, I commit my spirit. I commit, you know, we're all committing our, our everything to him because when I die, I'm trusting that he's going to be there, you know, to take my hand on the other side. Right. So in the, in the other way, in the other sense that he is giving us the power to walk this new life and he's given us this, we have the power. We got the power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for this, these great promises. We pray you'd bless everything that we are uh, trying to do and just, just touch the hearts of the people so that they will uh, receive you and not just be tangled up in a bunch of rules and regulations, but truly come to know you personally. Oh Lord, use this, this uh, great, uh, Friday and the and the resurrection day so people realize your great love it is overwhelming I use this movie use use it all just guide us on what we can do to to have a, 
uh, a good effect on um, on others so that they can come to know you. Lord, thank you that you are uh, just for whatever all that you've done for us. You are our perfect example in everything. You are no doubt the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form and human, human body. And you show us the way. You are the way. You're the truth and the life. Thank you, Lord, that you are uh, guiding us on whatever you'd have us to do. Help us to know what to tweet, what to post, whatever to do that uh, will help people to come awake, oh, Lord, and help us to, to guard our lips. Lord, speak through us so that, that uh, we uh, everything that we say will will literally be a, a, from your heart, from your mouth, that uh, even if it's something that we're having to say that's tough and people don't agree with and it's difficult, but that it'll be, a, it'll be blessed because it'll be straight from you and we're just your vessel. We're just your uh, willing uh, and uh, willing, willing servant. We love you, Lord. We're so glad we live in the day when we're going to see you rule in this earth. Oh, we're so glad. We're so glad. Whenever it is, we're going to keep in here fighting and uh, and see your kingdom come, your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you that the bright future we have to look forward to when there's going to be peace on earth and there's going to be no more wars and no more cancer and no more. Oh, thank you, Lord. And we're going to have this future. We, we really, we can't even imagine. It's just going to be so wonderful. We thank you that you are the the greatest king. You're the best king ever. And you're our best friend. We love you, Lord. We pray all these things in your great name. Amen. Love you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful resurrection day. I should be back before then, but in case I don't, I will see you soon. All right. Love y'all. Bye.